discussing the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. And with us today is a dog running around with a rope that really wants to play tug of war. Oh, now she seems happy, but yeah, right as we're starting the episode, she wants to play. Yeah, she's looking. She has that look in her eye just before she barks at you because she wants to play. And she kind of had that look in her eye. But yeah, now she just took her rope up on the futon next to the other two dogs. And she seems pretty happy. So. Yeah, I think she wants to play with Nala. That's what it looks like. She kind of took it up there like, hey, remember the rope and me and we had fun that one time? That's a look in her eye. Yeah, but Nala's not bright enough to figure that out. So, you know, there you have it, Harley. What can we say? Interesting. So, anything new today? No. What's up with you? <laughs> not since last time we spoke. <laughs> okay. No, nothing new, you know. Had some dinner. All right. That's about it. That's about the only thing new for me. How about you? Anything new today? Well, yeah. Can I bring up a topic quickly? Sure. The America's Cup thing. Those boats. Those are wild, huh? Yeah, they are. I. Did you have any idea that they were flying around on wings nowadays? No. Of course, I don't really pay attention to America's Cup or anything like that. But no, when you look at them, you're just like, how in the heck are they doing that? How are they staying afloat? Up on that wing. Well, I got looking into it. This whole foil thing, underwater thing, it's like taking off. There's all sorts of boats now that have those. That once you get up to speed, you just, you're flying, and then, yeah, you get rid of all of that uh, resistance in the water. You just, like, there's whole surfboards and, like, mini sailboats. There's all sorts of crap that now is on that principle. That's kind of wild that you and, I never thought I would live to see it like a new form of transportation, you know. I, I. Like when I was a kid, the uh, everything was um, what's that? What's what are those vehicles that rode on a big cushion of air? Hover, hovercrafts. Yeah, that was supposed to be like the next big thing when I was a kid. Hovercrafts were everywhere. They showed them like ATV versions of them <laughs> flying around, and they had that great big one that went across the English Channel. Right. That's you remember all that? Yes, I do. The big hovercraft boom of the eighties. Yeah, 80s. I remember that. But so I think maybe now the whole foil, they're going to do the foil, expl- you know, boom. They'll be ferrying cars across the channel on a foil now. I bet that doesn't work very well on a pontoon. They go a little bit too slow for that to be effective. Well, see, now that's <laughs> what I'm wondering. Because pontoons, yeah, you're dragging those big tubes through the water. Um, you know, every pontoon boat that we've been on... Uh, together hasn't gone fast i've been on a fast pontoon boat before but that's because like the motor was massive it was just stupidly huge well no to me a pontoon boat is not something that you want to go fast you want to go out in the middle of the lake you want to have your cocktails maybe do some swimming if you you know because the lake we live on is very shallow so no one's going to drown oh i agree they are they are meant for pleasure vehicles to me that's what it is you know or no. we used to go with Denise and barbecue on hers, yeah. you know, take our little girl yeah, and things like that. No, pontoon yeah. boats are decks on water. Right, That's, exactly. We've always said if we ever had a pontoon, I wouldn't care about all that fancy furniture and stuff. I would just want a wide open green deck and then yep. you just make it the space you need it to be for what you're mm-hmm. up to that day. Cause, exactly. Uh, you know, I've been on some with people and it's almost like there's too much furniture and too many people all at once. Like if we had less furniture... We wouldn't feel so cramped, even though there's a lot of us. It's almost like it would be easier just to take uh, lawn chairs. Lawn chairs, yep. exactly, because they take up less space than what the on deck furniture does, and it can fit more people. And like you said, and when you're not using the chairs, they can be folded up out of the way. Yeah, we solved that problem, didn't we, Nala? 
I mean, you could even get a, one of those blow-up couches because you're going to have floaties with anyways. So right, exactly. You could bring an inflatable couch. There's all sorts of the grill, you know, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff you can do if it's wide open. But yeah, I think that's the future, though. Foils underneath a pontoon boat. So once you get that pontoon boat up to speed, it'll pop up out of the water about five feet, and then you'll be doing about 60 miles an hour across the lake. And you'll be to the swimming hole in no time. There you go. I don't know if that's ever going to take off. But I don't think so. Not a on a pontoon. <laughs> no. Uh, what I would like to do is uh, that redneck pontoon. You ever see that where they just take the uh, picnic table and strap those blue, those blue drums to it and uh, float out in the middle of the water with a little trolling motor on it? That's probably about what we can afford. <laughs> That'll be about our speed if we ever have a boat. Now, forget owning a boat, man. Everyone says the two best days of your life are the day you buy a boat and the day you sell your boat. Everyone goes, It's like having ferrets, I think. Everyone goes through a phase and they're glad they're over with it. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about boats is if you're super duper rich and can afford a boat, you don't have to worry about maintaining it. It's you, the maintenance. You That's pay stupid. other people. Yeah, just pay them to take care of it. The maintenance, the gas is not cheap because it's not like you can pull into a gas station and pay whatever gas is you know well like your car you drive it every day it's meant to drive every day for a hundred thousand miles before you have a big problem we're a boat you know what are you going to use it once or twice a month it sits around the gas gets old you always are swapping it out like the maintenance to usage time is way higher on a boat than a car exactly you don't just pull in and fill up on gas you know for a year solid you gotta winterize and summarize and Nonsense. Well, you remember what Jerry Seinfeld said about cars? He says, if cars were as hard to take care of as a human body, no one would own one. That's true. Or hard to maintain. <laughs> yeah. You got to fuel it up. You got to wash it. It's endless. The upkeep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about our episode for today. Uh, Supernatural episode. This is, oh, I say this is our episode 95. No, this is Supernatural season five, episode 13. The song remains the same. And this is quite a whiplash from the last episode we saw. The last one we saw had nothing to do with nothing. Now this episode has everything to do with everything. Right. Sorry, I was getting my hand lotion and it <laughs> fell over, so then I had to get up. But now I'm back, and I'm trying to get back up on my chair. You didn't fall over. You're no, I said the lotion fell over. Oh, the lotion. I thought you said you fell no. over. Like, don't scare people. <laughs> I had to fall over. My When I went to grab the lotion, it fell over, so gotcha. then I had to stand up. So and... then that's why we heard your... Uh, sweatshirt rubbing against the microphone exactly perfect so this recap i mean there was just so much stuff in it but what they did do it include was when dean went back in time and saw mary and john so you know normally what we see in recaps we're gonna see also yellow eyed demon which isn't he long dead what are we doing talking about him right well, well he, we know well, he's he important comes up, yep yep he comes up in the recap and uh we at the end uh it it's the whole Mary made a deal with the yellow-eyed demon. Right. And don't forget, also in the recap was our angel friend, Anna. Yep, Anna's in there. Uh, it also reminded me how gross that deal was that Mary made. She had to make out with her own dad. <laughs> well, yeah, the demon that was possessing her dad, she did have to kiss him. So. <laughs> and you're not just allowed like a peck. It's got to be a passionate smooch, right? Well, it's got to be a full mouth kiss, yeah. It's not, like you said, it's not like little... Like yeah. you do that to the puppies and stuff like that. No, I give full mouth smoochies to my puppies. Puppies give full mouth smoochies <laughs> to us, too. 
So it starts off with Dean, Dean in a strip club. Right away, I know something is up because there is no one else in this strip club. Right. I, they always have background people in this show. So right away, I knew something was up. And sure enough, Anna comes in. And uh, so we now know instantly that it's Dean's dreams. She even mentions it or something like Or I think Dean says, how do you get into my dream? No, Anna said, is this what you dream? Yeah, this is what you really dream about. Yeah, it's pretty tame. I thought all the women had clothes on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually if you're going to dream about a strip club, those women are going to be naked. What do you have to... Uh comment on the fact that one of them had a sexy devil suit on and one of them had a sexy angel suit on so yeah that's fun i guess that's some imagery yeah definitely um so anna's like hey i can't find you and then dean's like oh yeah this thing cast did to me she's like well i've been up in prison and i just broke out uh didn't you know like didn't cast tell you Dean's all confused, like, tell us what? Well, Cass turned me in. And I just broke out, and I need to meet you. And gives, like, an address where he needs to go. Right. Dean instantly wakes up, and then uh, cuts away, and we see... Which is weird, because normally after one scene, it's the beginning of the episode. Right. So we, we get another scene here. Anna shows up at a warehouse. She's walking around. Wind blows, all the lights blow out, and Cass shows up. Uh, she's assumes like, oh, those damn Winchesters, they, they turned, they ratted me out, didn't they? And Cass is pretty much like, no, I didn't want them to come here. Yeah, they trust you, but I don't trust you. And then he also does mention that he does regret handing Anna over when, because she's the reason he, she was, he is the reason that she was in Heaven's prison. Yeah, Cass says it was a mistake, but... Even so, heaven didn't just let you out, lady. Like, you yes. got let out for a reason. And Anna argues, no, I escaped. And then Cass calls her out, like, uh, why do you have a knife on you? And then Cass is like, that knife doesn't work on angels, but my knife does. And then he's holding a big dagger of some sort. Yeah, he's got an angel blade. And it looked like Anna didn't even have uh, the, the ruby blade. He just, she just looked like she had a regular, everyday old Yeah, she was just going to stab. Knife. Yeah, she was just going to stab him. That's yeah. She just grabbed a butcher knife from Home Depot or something. <laughs> uh, then she reveals Sam Winchester has to die. Dun dun dun. Duh. Yes, he does. And that's the beginning of the episode. Anything in there I missed? Uh, no, just you know. Now that we go back after you know the splash or whatever you call it, the opening stinger. Stinger. Thank you. I should write that down. Comes back and she explains to Cass. The reason Sam has to die, that way he can never become Lucifer's, Lucifer's vessel. So the reason she had just a plain, ordinary knife is because she was going to use it to stab Sam. And, it, yep, because he's Lucifer's vessel. And if they kill Sam, then ding, 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 they prevent all of the future bad stuff from happening in the first place. So, you know, what a great, let's just cut all this whole war off at the pass. Kill Sam now and be over with it. Anna asks, uh, you know, kind of in her defense, she's like, so, you know, you think you got a better idea? How's that search for God going anyways? <laughs> yeah. Nothing you guys are up to is working out. Like, I got my own damn plan. Step aside. Chuckles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cass says that if you come near Sam Winchester again, I will kill you. Next we see there's two people making out in a classic firebird. And Anna falls from the sky and lands on the hood. 
I don't she think just she, kind of appeared. She just kind of something. appeared and they kind of looked like she passed out or something and on their hood. Yes. Um, the couple though, they hop out of the car and they, I think they're like, oh, we got to go find some help. Yeah, they're gonna take her to a hospital. Well, then they walk past a giant grease poster from yes. the movie Grease. From the movie Grease. Um. That poster was ridiculous. I don't know what town that they're in that they need a three-story tall poster. That's something you see in, like, New York and L.A. It wasn't a three-story tall poster. It was posted right at head level, and it was only maybe... It was the whole side of the building. No, it was not the whole side of the building. No, it was not. Yes, it was. Nope. This poster was massive. It was not the whole side of a building. It was painted on the building. It was just a movie poster. Okay. Well, if you say so... Fans, if you could uh, let me know that I'm right, head to coupleofidgets.com and leave a comment. Thank you. Um, at the hotel, at a hotel, uh, we see Sam and Cass are talking, and Dean's there too. Cass tells them what Anna said. What a snitch! <laughs> uh, Sam is shocked that she would be such a bitch. Uh, Cass says that they need they need to go find her uh, to kill her first. Uh, so Cass does some sort of incantation to uh, figure out where she's at. There's a puff of smoke. He faints for a moment, comes to. And it's not where she is, it's when she is. She went back to 1978. And you forgot to mention that when she, Cass first told them that that's why Anna wanted to kill Sam, Sam kind of was like, not that he wanted to die, but kind of like, well, maybe it's not a bad idea. And Dean is like, no way. We're not, no. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, because that's going to come into play later here. Um, Cass says uh, they, she's headed back in time to kill her parents. Uh, where have we heard of this storyline before? Sam and Dean want to go with. Cass says, no, it's too hard. The boys insist because it's their own parents she's trying to kill. So they have a right to head back and help uh Cass touches them both on the forehead and they blink away and about a second later of black screen which was a really cool effect I thought they show up in 1978 the boys are fine they're just like just got blinked onto the side of the street or something like that actually they were in the street because they almost got hit by two cars uh they're fine uh but then they find Cass and he's like laying on the ground coughing up blood yeah, Cass. Well, and he told him that it would be hard to do that because he no longer has the power from heaven. So um, Cass had limited power to be able to do this, which is why it's so difficult, plus then taking Sam and Dean with him. Yeah, is he able to heal himself right now? I was wondering about that because he coughed up blood. And I'm like, ugh, if he can't heal himself, how is he going to get through that? Um, I think in a limited capacity he can, but if like something were to seriously happen to his vessel, I think he would be screwed. So he can die, but he can probably recover from injuries. Yeah. Okay. I think. Well, uh, Dean uh, is a good friend and gets Cass a room for five nights. By the way, what did Dean pay with? That's what I wanted to know. Um, He's going to hand over 2010 money to people in 1978. It's going to look counterfeit. The money looked different. It is going to look counterfeit, but if he had a credit card. There was no big credit card chains. There, yes, 
Oh yes. yeah, they had there the were Mastercards yep, and Visa, Swipey, so you never yep. got charged for it. So they wouldn't even have to. So. Okay, except when the expiration date on his card says like twelve, you know, oh one twelve. Ah oh, well. <laughs> like they're gonna wonder about that, aren't they? You I, would think so. That was my whole thing: is how did Dean pay for it? Uh, you know, I have this problem of these questions that stick in my head. Well, I'm still on the last episode. Why isn't anyone concerned about Trevor de- laying dead in the frickin' basement? Trevor is still on your mind. <laughs> Poor Trevor, dead in the basement. Zero fucks given by anyone. <laughs> Poor Trevor. Okay, um, where did I put my... So Sam, uh, Sam's outside when Dean's like inside getting that room for Cass and getting him set up. Um... Also, like the, there was this weird '70s joke. He's like, "Yeah, I bought him five nights in the honeymoon suite, and he asked me if I." W-. Then he offered me some dope. <laughs> When's the last time you heard anyone say dope? Yeah, this is like, well, I don't know. All the time, it just means something different now than what it probably did back then. But it's not like too out of the ordinary word, dude. No, not really. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think people call it. Also, in 78, I don't think anyone's going to just be freely selling it like that to strangers. That's what seemed odd. No, that does not seem odd. It doesn't to you? No. No, it doesn't. Really? Yes. Have you been offered marijuana while checking into a hotel? (laughs) Well, no, because in 78, I was only 13 years old, so I would But you think that happened back then? Why not? (coughs) Sorry, I keep uh, coughing. I don't know. It just seems like a thing that doesn't happen. If I was working the front desk of a hotel, I wouldn't be offering to sell anyone weed. No, because it could be an undercover cop and you'd be screwed. I'm thinking everyone's an undercover cop. But back then, everyone was smoking. In 78, everyone was smoking pot. Come on. Really? Yeah. It was so illegal. It was was so available. It was illegal everywhere. Yeah, whatever. Not like nowadays (laughs) where hippies are running the world. Yay, hippies. With their weed and their weirdness. Anyway. Uh, so Sam's outside at the payphone, and uh, he looked up their parents' address. So they head on over. They show up at night. Dean asks what the plan is. Um, and then there's a fun bit in here about movie references, because it's like, oh, let's just go up to the door. Oh, yeah, and say we come back from the future to... Because there's an angel Terminator. Yeah, like those. Well, they use two movie references too. I thought it was Angel Terminator, and there was another movie reference. There was when they were in the hotel. Uh, Dean called Anna Glenn Close, and Cassis. He did not understand that reference. Right, I got that, but I thought during this scene there was two. But whatever, because the comeback is, oh, that movie isn't even made. They won't understand the references. Exactly. So, yeah, they couldn't say Angel Terminator or Terminator Angel. Uh, well, we see inside the Winchesters are get ready, ready to eat dinner. Very nice table full of food. Nice basket of fried chicken, it looked like there. Bunch of, couple of sides. You know, uh, Mary scolded John for uh, touching the food before washing the hands. Doorbell rings. Uh, the boys are at the door. Mary recognizes... Uh, Dean from when he went back in time right and uh, says she doesn't do that anymore and like she's all worried and at first I'm like you don't do what anymore hooker because <laughs> I'm like where do you recognize him from I'm like just two young guys show up at your house you don't do it anymore I'm like wait what 
But I quickly pieced it together that when Dean went back, she was a hunter. And she's just trying to tell this guy now she's not a hunter. When really, she's probably just a part-time hunter or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, Mary was totally she's, out of hunting. She swore it off, huh? She swore it off. All right. Um, John comes in uh, from behind and uh, Mary and introduces himself and... They all say hi to each other. Sam gets a little bit misty when shaking John's hand, you know, kind of the first time of seeing his dad. Right. Uh, John then invites him in for a beer. Uh, here's the weird thing. They just had a big fried, <laughs> fried chicken dinner ready. They don't go in to eat dinner. They go in for a drink, letting all of dinner get cold. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, that happens sometimes. Okay. So while they're uh, sitting in the living room making small talk, John asks how they're all related. It was just like Mary's cousins, right? Yeah, they said they were Mary, Mary's cousins. Uh, John then asks them, hey, what you guys doing in town anyways? And then the dumb comic thing happens where two different people say totally different things at the exact same time. <laughs> and then didn't they ask again and then they switched them? No, they only asked once. Oh, okay. God, thank God that they didn't do the switch thing. That's Even so, that's such a dumb joke and i really wish shows would stop it uh john then there's phone rings and it's like his boss from work wanting to come in and tell him about his pay or he's gonna fire him i'm like what a weird phone call to call your employee at night well first and you mentioned the dinner first john asked him to stay for dinner because mary wanted to usher him out and he's like oh no they should stay for dinner he called because he said he was gonna have to let John go, and John said, "Oh, but I really need the job, even if it's just part time." Yeah. And that's when she said, or the boss said, "We'll come down to the shop and we'll discuss it." What a weird thing to do in the middle of the night, like threaten to fire the guy and then meet with him to talk about pay. Even if I was John, I'd be like, "Jesus, it sounds like I'm gonna get whacked." Uh, which the camera then shows us who's talking to him on the phone, and it's Anna using the boss's voice yep so it is him getting called down to get whacked um the boys are talking to mary and mary's insisting on that they leave uh but dean tells her that the angels are coming after her and they want to kill her and then they realize that john is gone so get up go into the kitchen and he left a note be back in 15 j question for you you're a guy with hot chicken dinner on the table. You got two guests over. You get a phone call that you got to go somewhere. You're not going to just poke your head in and say, hey, I got to run for a minute? Yeah, hey, I got a call from the boss. I'll, yeah, you would think that you would not just dis- disappear like that. Yeah, I. and then on. so once that happened, I was like, boy, his job must really be crooked. I can't even tell the wife he's got to go down there. <laughs> and like, what is he into that he's allowed to do that? Uh, John is at his at his work. Uh, he quickly finds his real boss dead with his eyeballs burnt out, which uh, when humans look at angels, their eyeballs blow out, right? Right, because that's how uh, Pamela Barnes lost her eyes when she tried to look at Cass and how he really looks. Uh, Anna shows up and starts kicking John's ass. <laughs> Dean shows up and tries to stab Anna, but Anna quickly catches him and tosses him aside. Mary grabs the knife and they both start kung fu fighting. Mary gets tossed into a car, and Mary stabs Anna with a tire iron, which is really badass, by the way. You're One right. of those big, long tire irons, and she just plunges it. Like, right, it wasn't through the chest. It was kind of, like, down through her chest. Right. Like a full body 
skewering. It's like, ooh, that would hurt. But Anna pulls it off. <laughs> she says, sorry, hard to kill an angel. Yeah. Sam says, no, but she can distract it. And then he's drawn that uh, angel blast sigil on the wall with his bloody hand, slaps the wall, and a big white blast, and bye-bye, Anna. She gets scuttled off to Pluto or wherever they get blasted to when that happens. Yeah, I'm not really sure where they get blasted. I don't know if they get sent back to heaven. They get sent somewhere long, <laughs> far, far away. Yeah, they do. It takes do. them a while to get back. So That's true. I'm assuming Pluto. It could be. Um, so they're all riding in the back of... Uh, whose car were they in? They were in the... They were in the Impala. They were in the Impala, yeah. So Sam and Dean are riding in the back seat with Mary and John in the front seat. So it's mom and dad and kids... And at this point, John is just freaking out about how all three of them know about monsters and how they all fight monsters. And uh, he's trying to process this all, and everyone keeps talking, and eventually he says, shut up or I'll turn this car around. And at that, I'm like, what, and go back to your job? (laughs) But we quickly find out they pull into an old farmhouse, and it's Anna's family's house. Mary's. Mary's house, yes, yes. She she lets the boys know, hey, this place is fully stocked for demon fighting. Goes through uh, some of their supplies. Uh, unfortunately, none of that's good enough. Um, Mary asks what they actually need. And Dean's like, don't worry, we brought supplies. And they got a their great big duffel bag. They open it up and start going through some of the relics. And I think Sam's like, hey, Mary, I'll show you how to use holy oil. And they, like, take off like kids. Well, because, yeah, they, she didn't... Uh, I mean, when they first told her that there was an angel after her to kill her, she's... Well, angels aren't real, because until uh, Cass showed up, hunters never believed in angels. <clears throat> Which I find weird. But anyway, yeah, he's like, oh, I'll show you what to do with this holy oil. And they walk off. Uh, John comes in and asks um, Dean about that angel blaster thing and how to use it. How big does it have to be? because he clearly wants to be a part of this angel fighting that's going to happen. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know about all this stuff, but I can at least do something. And Dean warns him that it needs human blood. John slices his hand and starts bleeding everywhere just to show him how tough he is. <laughs> I mean, really, that's all he did. Uh, Dean says that he's reminding him a lot of his dad right now. <laughs> well, I mean, Dean ha- uh, John had to cut himself to be able to draw the sigil. Yeah, I know. But it was just like, yeah, okay, human blood, no problem. I can give you a handful. (laughs) Uh, We see then John and Sam are talking. Like, everyone's just milling about this house, bumping into each other, I guess. Uh, John and Sam are talking, and John asks Sam how he got into it. And Sam reveals that he was raised into it. Uh, his, His dad brought him up in it. And John then flips out about what a terrible parent Sam must have had to let them into uh, those whole hunting lifestyle and he, John is not impressed at all with Sam's parents it sounds like he wants to go find him and give him a piece of his mind it does it really does and uh, Sam admits that he used to really hate the guy for it but now he understands what he was trying to do all along you know help through an impossible situation Sam goes through and tells the story of John and uh, that Mary tells the story of himself I mean and that Mary will get killed, and that he will then uh, turn to hunting. 
So he, like, goes through his own family story and tells John what he's going to do in the future. Right. Oh, he, yeah, he just mentioned, well, my mother was killed, and then that's why my father got us into this, is to find the, the thing that killed mother. Sam starts crying and says that he forgives him now for what he did. And all of this is so bizarre because he's telling it to the dude that did it to him. Yeah, but didn't do it to him yet. No, but I don't know. To, uh, Sam's mind must have been warped <laughs> at this point. Next we see Anna outside. Uriel shows up. Uriel says that she's under orders not to come down and take a vessel. Well, then come to find out Anna is actually Uriel's boss. So, you know, what the hell does Uriel have to say about it? She asks him if he want, if he'd be interested in killing them, and he says, "Sure, sounds fun." Well, first of all, he recognized that Anna was not from this time. She's like, "No, I'm here from 30 years from now," and she says, "How would you like to kill some humans? Because if you don't, in the future, they end up killing you." So, is this Uriel from 1978, or is this Uriel from 2010, or it's is one Uriel is all Uriels? Yeah. Can angels only exist in one time at once? Probably like human. I don't know. But yeah, no, it's this Uriel from 1978, not the 2010 Uriel. Because the 2010 Uriel is dead. Sam, Dean, or one of them killed so him. So when he told, so in the 1978 Uriel told Anna she wasn't supposed to be down here and take a vessel. What does he know about any of that? Well, from, I guess, in the year 1978, God told him, do not come to Earth and take a vessel. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. I don't know anything else other than that. Oh, you mean it was like a, just a general law? General rule. General, it wasn't an Anna-specific? No. Oh, okay. That's how I took it when he said it. Oh, no, yeah. It was just a general rule. Gotcha. Okay. Don't so, be messing with the humans. Yeah. Stay upstairs. Um, inside, Mary asks Dean uh, again why the angels want her dead. Dean tries really hard not to answer. Mary insists on the story. And then Dean just gives it up that... Yeah, I'm your son. And uh, lets her know that he is from the year 2010 and an angel has zapped the, him and Sam back. And he can prove it to her all with some details of the past. So she doesn't really believe it uh, because Mary is really shocked to hear that she raised her kids as hunters. And then Dean's like, no, no, you died. The yellow-eyed demon kills you and then... John goes on a revenge rampage, and that's how we end up to be hunters. Right. Uh, but he did tell her then uh, about what happened. So he goes, exactly six months after Sam was born, yellow demon shows up, and Sam says, whatever you do, no matter what you hear that night, do not go into that room. And I feel like this is the second or third time that we've seen Mary get a warning ahead of time not to go in there, mm -hmm. but always eventually goes in there anyway. Like, none of these warnings ever work out. Well, at the end of this episode, I'll tell you why. <laughs> well, I think I picked it up from the end of this episode, but this wasn't the first time that she got a premeditated warning, right? No, that's right. Jesus, something just that. I know, what the heck was that? <laughs> okay, um, Sam steps into the picture and uh, says, no, actually, you need to leave John and break up, just... Get the hell, once we take care of this, just get the hell away. We can never exist. Um, basically, that she's going to die and her kids are going to be cursed if they stay together. And then I was just like, Sam and Dean are both in on this plan of those two just breaking up. And I'm like, hey, wait, then you guys don't exist. They really have no 
care. And then Mary even calls him out and it's like, oh, it's there's much bigger problems than just us. Well, she's Dean said, hey, there's a lot there's a lot different from being killed compared to not ever being born because if Mary would have left John, they'd have never been born. They wouldn't have known it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. In the supernatural universe, when you die, you would have known it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you would have known if you were alive and then dead. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, then uh, Mary stops him and says, well, it's too late. That's not going to happen because I'm already pregnant. At this point, I'm just screaming in my head, wait, didn't they do the math already to figure out if she was pregnant or not? They know they're in 1978. They know when their birthdays are. Didn't anyone think of checking this fact out ahead of time? Right, right, because we know Dean was born January of 79. I I I just read John's uh, journal, so I should remember. It's not too hard to subtract nine months from me. from your birthday to figure out when the deed happened so if you were pregnant by then or not yeah Yeah, so i was just like wait wait, come on how did they like how is this news to the boys but whatever they never brought it up so i guess it is well maybe they didn't really maybe they didn't realize what month of the year 1978 they were in you know, they could have been early enough in the year that she wouldn't have been pregnant yet they checked someone into a hotel oh true that yeah they would have known you're right my bad. <laughs> I think, yeah, just based on that, they'd have figured it out. They, at least they'd have seen a copy of USA Today. I don't know if that was out in I don't think it was, but local newspaper anyway. <laughs> there, would have been a new, I, there would have been a thing you'd look into, you know, as you're running through town to your parents' house. Um, John comes in and starts bitching that the sigil vanished. He's like, hey, that sigil's just a smudge now. And I was like, whoa, dude, you're whiny about this nonsense. Did you pick up on that? I did not think he was wanting. He was just saying, I don't know what's going on. I put those up there, and now they're just smudges. I thought it he was sounded like, complainy to Dean or Sam or someone like, hey, I didn't. you guys didn't tell me to do it right. Or, <laughs> no, I didn't take it that all. Okay. More like he was concerned about what went wrong, what happened. Well, I think Mary then or someone figures out that the holy oil has now vanished, mm-hmm. and there's a high-pitched sound. Uh, the windows all blow out. The lights go out, and... You, Uriel walks in and Anna is also there and everyone starts kung fu fighting yes quickly everyone is getting their asses kicked Sam gets stabbed he's got blood pouring out of his mouth John gets thrown out of his second floor window into the side of a water tower Uh, Dean is pinned up against the wall by his neck Um, Sam falls over dead Outside, though, there's a bright light. And at this point, I'm like, oh, Cass is healed. Uh, We then go back inside, and John comes walking through the door. And I'm like, oh, Cass is here in John's body. That's how he did it. And no, it's Michael has showed up. And uh, he is none too happy with Anna, touches her on the head, and fries her from the inside out. And then snaps his finger and makes Uriel vanish. Mary, at this point, is completely freaking out, asking him who he is, and he touches her on the head, and then she drops to the ground. Yeah, and, I miss and, anything in there? No. Uh, yeah, he just puts her to sleep, and Cass has done the same thing. Yeah. T- so we know that she's fine. He just put her to sleep. 
Yeah, the angels do a lot of their work through touching each other on the head. Yeah, they do. That's their move. Uh, Michael reveals that he is that, that him and the two kids are part of a long bloodline stretching all the way back from Cain and Abel. Um, Dean says, "You got to beef with your brother. Don't take it out on us." You know, basically, this is the showdown between Michael and Dean because Dean doesn't want to be a part of this war, and Dean has been singled out as Michael's one true vessel. Um, Michael says, uh, "You know, it says he." doesn't want to like he would want to, to he doesn't want to deal with lucifer he doesn't want to fight him just yeah as, he doesn't want to have to do it but he yeah. he's got to do it just as dean <laughs> wouldn't want to have to kill sam right um michael claims that he still loves him but he has to kill him because god says so mm-hmm. and again we haven't heard we don't even know where god's at we've yet to get <laughs> a reconfirmation of this order or even know right. who the order's from right 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 uh, Dean says that he won't let him and uh, that he wants to be in control of his own life. Um, Michael says that a million random choices brought all of this all together into this one singularity, that this is all part of a plan that is playing out, and that free will, that his free will is nothing but an illusion. Michael says that uh, she's going to go ahead and scrub Mary and John's minds. Dean's like, oh, wait. He's gonna. She'll walk in on the yellow-eyed demon, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know that's gonna happen anyways. Just can't fight City Hall." Yeah. Well, you know, Michael tells Dean when he talks about all these things that that had to happen for John and Mary to meet, fall in love, Sam and Dean to be born. That's why I said, no matter what happens, Mary and John were destined to, to have Sam and Dean. There was nothing anyone could have done about it. Because it was all somebody's plan, whether it was a God's plan or not. It was somebody's plan that all of this happened. Back at the hotel, uh, we see Cass is hurting again. I think they blinked back to the future. Well, first, when Michael went to heal Sam, yes, he just blinked him and said, okay, Sam's back home now. And he said, I'm going to send you back home. So, yeah, he sends Dean. They're both in present time, 2010. Yes, in the motel... And then Cass finally shows back up in 2010, and he is still hurting from now. His He had the journey back in time with the three of them that he got injured and probably recuperated. Then he had to bring himself back forward in time and probably hurt himself again. Poor Cass. He's having a rough time. Yeah, no one gives a shit about getting Cass to the future night safely. Uh, Sam, and drink, Sam and Dean have a drink and share notes, and they're like, eh, everyone says that we need to have this fight. And that we'll both say yes to them. And they're like, yeah, it's getting kind of annoying. Um, back in the past, then, we see that Mary bought something at a garage sale to look over Dean. And uh, it's a porcelain angel. The baby kicks. And Mary's like, don't worry. Angels are walking over, watching over you. And it's just like, ugh, blah. And at this point, she's very, very pregnant. She looks like about eight, almost nine months pregnant, like she's about ready to burst. Well, see, that was the angel that was in Sam's nursery the night that she went in and got killed and that is one thing that she used to tell the boy well tell Dean anyway Sam was too young to remember but you should tell Dean when he was little don't worry angels are watching over you oh okay so that makes sense yes it does so this whole like this is a pretty crazy ending to this story because as far as I know, that's the entire story of kind of Genesis and the Garden of Eden is that 
God told them, you know, don't eat the fruit of knowledge. And then Lucifer talked him, talked Eve into eating it and then convincing Adam. And then it was like, oh, your own free will is the sin. And that's why I got booted out of the Garden of Eden. So that, them to work that, that into this storyline is amazing, I think. That, yeah, if there is no such thing as free will and you're all just playing out a plan, then that would be God's side. Free will would be Lucifer's side. Am I right? No. But that's what's play, playing out in the story. Well, no, they're just saying yes and no. I know what you're saying, that Sam didn't have to accept the fact that this is what God has destined for you. But no, the original sin was not the free will. To me, the original sin was Satan lying to Eve, saying, oh, no, you can eat of this, and you'll be fine. You'll just have God's knowledge, and you know the difference between good and evil. So well, she yeah, now she does know the difference between well, good and but evil. But she didn't until she talked Adam into it. She was fine until Adam took a bite of that fruit. See, to me, that whole thing was about just learning that you had free will and you could do whatever the hell you want. You'd be fine. No, because, no, we were created with free will for a purpose because of the fact that it was something that we were given. It's not something that... Were we? Why didn't we eat cows back then? Why were we vegetarians then? We must have saw other carnivores eating carnivores and thought, man. Because it wasn't, you know, weren't given permission to eat animals until after the flood. All right. Sounds good. Anything else in this episode? No. Uh, like you said, a pretty important episode. We know, um, well, now that Anna's gone, we don't have to worry about her. And just the fact that, yeah, what I've always said, Sam and Dean were meant to be born because John and Mary were meant to get together and fall in love. And God is still AWOL. We're still looking for God. So it's all the God's plan, but how does this plan keep working out without God around? Oh, God's around. Well, where's he at? I can't tell you because it will ruin the surprise. This is ridiculous. All right. Anything else in this episode? I think I already said that, but... No, nothing else. How many people died? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Let me see. One, John's boss, right? Uh, That should be it. Oh, they're probably going to count two, one for Anna also. And who know, who who the hell knows where Ariel went? Well, it says body count three. Although, because of Sam. It says, though, at the conclusion of this episode, this is no longer the case due to Michael's interference in pre- preserving the timeline. So it would have been three, yes, with Sam. But since Michael brought him back and sent him back to 2010. All right. Sounds good. Um, anything else you want to say then? No, I. this is pretty much all I have. What's tomorrow's episode? My Bloody Valentine. Neato. Yay. So before we do that, though, what you should do is head over to our Facebook group, Armchair Hunters, and say hello. And then when you're done with that, head over to the website, coupleofidgets.com. There you can comment comment on the episodes download episodes stream episodes share episodes do anything you want with our gd episodes (laughs) and uh tell a friend tell a neighbor tell everyone if they like supernatural they might like us sounds good to me we'll talk to you tomorrow all right everyone have a good night Bye. bye